I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on the life and legacy of Nipsey Hussle. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Lisa Evers. And you can catch up on all of our Street Soldiers episodes, both Hot 97 Radio and Fox 5 TV, free of charge on my website, lisaevers.com. We also post our podcasts on iTunes, so you can subscribe there to Street Soldiers and be notified every week when we drop a new episode. So what we're focusing on right now is Nipsey Hussle. At 33, the Los Angeles artist, entrepreneur, and community advocate was on the brink of mainstream music industry success. His album, Victory Lap, had just scored a Grammy nomination for Best Rap Album. A GQ magazine spread with his partner and longtime love, film actress Lauren London, highlighted their love story and commitment to the community they worked so hard to improve. But all that forward momentum came to a shocking halt on the afternoon of March 31st, 2019, when LAPD says alleged killer Eric Holder opened fire on Hustle three different times, then kicked his body and ran away. He died 35 minutes later. The murder of the beloved Hustle, who was scheduled to meet with the LAPD the very next day to talk about stopping gang violence, sent shockwaves through many circles, entertainment, sports, media, all around the world. Why is this loss hurting so many people so deeply? Let's find out what our panel has to say. Joining me is Wink Loke. He's an artist, a former Crip leader, and a community activist. Wink, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much for being with us on the show. Also joining us is Eddie Gonzalez. He's a New York-based writer out of Sacramento. He's the author of The Authentic Spirit of Nipsey Hussle, an article I highly recommend that he wrote for Vibe magazine. He's also the editor-in-chief of IMGN Media. Eddie, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Also with us is Torre. He's the host of The Tour Guide on Sirius XM's Hip Hop Nation. He's the CEO of Internal Affairs Entertainment and also a lyricist, actor, entrepreneur, traveling and working all over the country. Torre, great to have you with us. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Let me start with you. Why are people hurting so much behind this? Um, you know, Nipsey was, was one of those gentlemen, one of those people that you know, he touched a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. Obviously, as a recording artist, he had his fan base. Um, and, and like you said, I think he was really on the cusp of breaking out and really being a mainstream success. But those who knew about the music and, and knew what, who Nipsey was, you know, they knew him. Um, but he was just more than that, you know, like you, you, an advocate for, you know, nonviolence in the streets. You know, somebody who came from gang culture, who made it out, who who employed people that were unemployable, who just did things. You know, he was an entrepreneur like Nipsey just I think he touched so many different people because he had so many layers to who he was. And I think that's why it's affecting us so many, you know, even people who weren't fans of his music as the stories start to come out and the interviews start to come out and people just see the platforms that he stood on and just the way his mind was and the way his, his, his thought process was. I think a lot of people are realizing like, this big, big hole that is going to be left and, and, you know, when Nipsey's presence not being here. That there's, a, that there's a void that's there. And Wink, you share the same manager as he did yeah. and you knew him personally and, and my condolences to you and, and to all of his friends and, and associates. Give us a sense of what was he like as a guy? Like, how did you first meet him? Uh, I met him when he first came to New York. He came to do a video shoot with um, this artist named Archie Bang. And um, they were shooting a video. And after the, sh the video was over, he went to the store. And uh, <laughs> some rivals had ran down on him in the store. And um, I just happened to be in the store. And it was a lot of them. And it was just him. And, um, you know, I didn't know him personally at the time. And, you know, 
he just didn't back down. He just was like, I'm 6'0". What's up? You know what I mean? And, uh, and what does 6'0 mean for us? That's his hood. Rolling 60, Crip. Um, he chucked it up, and they really can't really, like, bust a move because I think they were more in shock. Like, they had the numbers, and he was just by himself. You know what I mean? After that, we got, like, really close and tight after that. You know, he would come to New York a lot. He would come to Vanderveer a lot. I'm not from Vanderveer, but I'm from Flatbush. Um, he would come over there. He would he would always show them love. Every time he would come to New York, he would call them out, do videos with them, do music with them. So he was actively reaching out to people. Yeah. All, all the time. Was, yeah, his heart was pure. And, and we're going to talk about that more. But, Eddie, in terms of, you know, in your, in your story, we talk about the authentic spirit. You've interviewed a lot of different artists, a lot of different athletes and, and you know, high-profile figures. What was it about Nipsey that really grabbed you and made you want to really get go deep into this? Well, you know, like I said, he's so authentic, he's so pure. You know, like he, he alluded to, uh, he, he was able to elevate to where he got still being him. You know, one of the examples I used in the article was... The, it was credited his very first interview the guy asking why he doesn't have chains on he's well that that depreciates i'm all about equity i'm all about ownership i'm all about this and he was preaching that to the end to the very end and so for a lot of people in a weird way he was like hope personified like i could still be me and elevate to this point and to have him taken away in that sense like that's painful because that's basically hope taken away and it's it's symbolic but like I said, he, he was able to elevate and remain him through and through to the very end. It, and everybody uh, just appreciated, like, his pure spirit and him being real like that. Because, Torrey, a, a lot of artists have come under criticism for not going, not going back to where they came from or right. where they grew up. Right. How, does, how did Nipsey fit into that? Because he, he stayed, and he more than stayed, he actively got involved in, yeah, in people's he, lives and in the community. Like, literally brought back the block, you know, the place he used to hang, the place he used to hustle. He flipped his hustle. He made it a legal hustle. He employed people that couldn't get employment. You know, even on the day of, of his untimely shooting, you know, um, he was out there doing a good deed you know, going and just continue to give back and, and look out for people. And it's just unfortunate because the biggest thing is, you know, you make it out the hood, you don't go back and people shun you for that. Right. But here's a guy who made it out, didn't have to be in that community, didn't have to do a thing, still stood true to who he was and his beliefs and tried to do so much for that community. So for him to be taken in that space is it's just it's out of control. Like you can't you can't even believe it. You know, it's so hard. To, to believe and digest when I got the news I had literally just got off a plane and um, you know I stopped and I prayed first I stopped in my steps and I just prayed and then I stopped again maybe five minutes later and I got down on my knees and I prayed and I said not nip you know not nip nip is just a great dude every time we've we've had a conversation anytime we've interacted you know when he was on my show last it was right when Vector 90 popped off and he was talking about, you know, what he was doing for the STEM program and the kids in the neighborhood. And right, because just, he wanted to his, one of his main things, Eddie, man. was to he said, you know, when when you grow up in the hood, you want to be a ball player or a rapper. Right. And he goes, I want people to understand that there's a lot of, of genius here mm, that's not sure. being developed sure. so they can be scientists, they can be doctors, they can be that kind of kind of thing. How how much of a part of him was that? Uh, I mean, it was huge. And. In some of his recent interviews, he was explaining that that was more important to him than music. And you would think music would be his top priority, but for him, his community was the most important thing. And he had just uh, refurbished a basketball court that was literally across the street from his grandmother's house. And his whole thing was, you know, we need to see these things. We, we need to have these opportunities. And that's something near and dear to me because I know in my profession, not many people look like me. And I got brothers, I got kids, and, 
and I try to pass that along to them. You know, you don't have to be a rapper or a basketball player. You could be these other things. Nipsey was actually implementing that. He was actually putting action behind that. Like, not only is he giving the message, he's also giving the opportunity. Like, you can come here and learn. You can be... If you're uh, about it, I'm going right. to help you. Bas- you basically, was his Musk. message, yeah. and and a lot too with dealing with the gang violence. And and one of the questions was, so was Nipsey in a gang or not? It's complicated. We're going to break it down for you coming up next. What it do this, Kevin Gates? And right now, I'm kicking it with Lisa Evers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about the life and legacy of Nipsey Hussle. Joining me for this conversation, Wink Loke. He's an artist, a former Crip leader, and a community activist. Wink, great to have you with us. Thank you for. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Eddie Gonzalez. He's a New York-based writer out of Sacramento. He's the author of the article, The Authentic Spirit of Nipsey Hussle for Vibe. He's also editor-in-chief of IMGN Media. Eddie, great to have you with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Tore. He is the host of the tour guides on Sirius XM's Hip Hop Nation. He's the CEO of Internal Affairs Entertainment. He's also a lyricist, actor, an entrepreneur. Torrey, great to have you with us. Happy to be here. All right, so there, a lot has been made about Nipsey's work with trying to bring peace between the gangs and the different sets and every the violence that was going on in L.A. Was he in a gang or not, Wink? Help us understand that. He was representation of his hood. He uh, he actually spoke about it uh, highly. You know, at, at no point did he denounce what he was or what he stood for. Um, I think when people look at gangs, they... they naturally perceive it as just the negativity of it but there's a lot of things that go along with it and what it stands for that it goes over a lot of people's heads so if you want from the outside looking in the first thing you see is oh it's a crip and it's a blood and it's war you know um he just was trying to empower his community you know what i mean empower his comrades you know what i mean when there's no hope and all you know is to bang and you see somebody showing some type of change towards that you're going to gravitate to that you're going to have oppositions that just definitely don't believe in that, but you got to stand firm, and he stood firm no matter what. So do you feel from you, from your experience that he could have been as effective as he was in really turning people's lives around, especially young men that were in gangs or that were involved or got coming home from after doing some prison time? Do you feel that he could have been as effective if he said, okay, you know what, I'm done with this whole crip thing, I'm out of it, but I'm, I'm going to help you and this is the way? Would it have had the same effect? I don't believe it would have had the same effect. To me, you know, my perspective is even when I was uh, working with a few organizations in New York, um, I think the best solution sometimes is being involved in it. That's just like being when you're talking to the youth. That's like when you used to be a drug dealer. You can't tell them, yo, I used to sell drugs, and they out here, that's what they know. Right. And they out here selling drugs, and that's how they get money. How effective can you be opposed to, yo, this is, these are the mistakes I made, this is what's going to happen, and this is what's going to, these are the results. You know what I mean? That's just like being in a gang. If you're going to say, like, I'm a former such and such, how effective can you be? You know what I mean? That's like saying, yo, you old. I don't want to hear that no more. Get up because out Because you're from back in the day and you don't know what we're going up, yeah. going through right now or what's happening on these yeah. streets. Eddie, what about the, 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 because the gang culture is, especially now, is really glorified more than it has been for a long time in, in hip hop. And I think people were like, where, how does that fit in with him as a whole, as a human being? Help us understand that. Right. Well, I think, from where you see. I think Nipsey's angle, you know, he, he, he didn't make it like cartoonishly exaggerated like he kept it as solid as he could keep it you know without saying too much basically so uh, it's important to have that representation though like you you call them representation it's important to have that especially if you're still from that because 
you to be in see, the middle of that. Yeah, you you want to see somebody who's done what you what you're going through and who can give you the knowledge, who can pass the game down, basically. And Nipsey was all about that. And Nipsey was all about elevation and potential, and we can be more in empowerment. So, uh, as far as his place in that and and in rap, like it can be cartoonish. You know, we've seen artists where it's like it's, it's it becomes their whole image and all that. And he was up front. You know, he's he's rapped. You know, I did my thing in the Cody streets. You know, no shame right. in my game. But it's like that didn't. That wasn't all of him. It was more of him. It was more to him. He was more nuanced than that, and he was showing you that. But at the same time, having that be a part of him made it so he can go back and talk to those people. And and also to Ray, he's he's he said too. It's like the, those <laughs> neighborhoods, the neighborhood he came from, like many other neighborhoods around the country, was like a war zone. That right. it was just it was also a matter of survival. Right. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I'm from New York, but I, I've been to LA numerous times, and you grow up into that culture. You know what I'm saying? Like like Wink and I were talking uh, off camera, and. Where, where you born is where you from, and that's what you rap. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, even if you, even if you, um, not banging, you know what I'm saying? Like you still from there, and so you still gonna get opposition from there. But Nip, again, he was just one of those people who turned that circumstance and situation into. Listen, I'm gonna get out of the streets, hustling into this music, and once I get into this music, I'm gonna empower my people. And once I get into a position to empower my people, I want to make other millionaires, and I want to be able to be in the same communities and neighborhoods and do things to give back. And um, you know, that's I think that's the ultimate goal for a lot of people, myself included. It's like you know, I don't you don't want to be successful to run away from from your environment and, and your foundation from right you, you want to be able to you, right? yes you want to be able to be in those communities and do things in those communities and bring people along with you you know and and I think that that was what Nipsey's one of his goals were you know and it's just a, so unfortunate that he's not here to see it all the way come through fruition no definitely it, it's very sad wink he was the day that he was killed he was helping helping a, a man that had a, a guy that had gotten out of prison right. he was trying to get him you know, involved in doing something productive so he didn't have to go back out on the streets and get mm -hmm. caught up in the system, you know, system again. You've been in that situation. You right. did eight years for armed robbery, came home. How important is it when you're coming home like that to have somebody there that understands what you went through and that can also say, listen, listen I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give you a way, you know, a better way. Um, it's very important. Um very important because the recidivism rate is very high. So coming home, like, I just had somebody, luckily I had somebody to constantly tell me, like, every time, like, certain people would come around, he would, like, find an excuse to disappear. And I didn't understand it until it was too late. You know what I mean? Because you could easily get sucked back in. You know what I mean? Easily. Just by being with the wrong person, being on the wrong street, wrong corner. You know what I mean? So having that foundation to keep you focused, that's what you need coming home. Now you told me when we we were talking about the show and the and the whole topic and really explaining to me your life and your experiences that you're born into this. Yeah, they're born into this out there. You're born into this, opposed to like in New York. It's just like in New York, it's more like a in style. Like okay, these jeans are in style right now. I'm gonna wear these jeans right now, and then when they go out of style, you so in New York, you kind of a lot of people pick it up and drop it. Opposed to out there, it's generational. My grandfather, my father, my mother, my aunt, my cousins. Is inherited, and it's hard to break that cycle. So the geography, so Eddie, so like where you're born, that block or whatever, can yeah. determine what set you're in, or what gang, you know, what set of what particular gang you're Definitely, in. Definitely, like or who you affiliated with, or who who will protect you if need be. And that's another side of kind of all this too. Is I know it's easy to just write off gangbanging as like this evil dark thing, but in the neighborhood, you know, that's who you turn to for help. That's right. you know, that's who polices what's going on, like. 
even for little kids. And that's kind of what Nipsey embodied on the biggest stage. But like me growing up, we grew up in a blood neighborhood and it's like my friends, older brothers of blood. If my bike gets stolen, like he's going to want, he's the one who's going to go get it back for me. You know what I mean? Like he's the one, he's the one who's going to make sure nobody messes with me. And so there's, there's other sides to that too. And I think that's another thing he was trying to show. Like we're not just all bang, bang, shoot them up. Like we do all this stuff. We're looking out for our community. We're trying to uplift our kids. We're trying to put them in different places. So he, he was that as well on a bigger stage, on a bigger platform than most of those those gangbangers get a chance to be. And to Ray, the in terms of his activism, too, I mean, to to take that and have that like a meeting with the L.A. County police commissioner, with the police chief, a sit down with them like that's a huge you have to have a certain amount of credibility to be able to do a to Absolutely. pull it off and b to pull it off and still have the respect of the streets. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we, we saw the interview with the, the, the head of the LAPD, you know, when he got the news that it was Nipsey, how he was like dumbfounded by it. Like, this is a guy that's here trying to help. This is a guy who's trying to do the right thing and, and for all the right reasons, you know. So to see to see his name on that paper, you know, as the victim of a homicide was was just crazy. Like for all of us, you know, it's still so hard to process, man, because it's like like it, 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 I said, I said on my show that you know I felt motivated and unmotivated all in the same like emotion because it's like you want to continue the marathon, you know that's Nipsey's thing, you know the marathon continues, but also it's like somebody who really just if you could make a blueprint, if you can make a bullet point step by step what you do, how to get out of it, how to get right, Nipsey embodied that, and so you know if if, if Nipsey couldn't do it, if Nipsey didn't make it, then you almost felt hopeless. You almost so, felt so hopeless. this could also flip the other way too. Um, like I've, I've been seeing, you know, it's, it's been about a week and some change now. I've been seeing that people are trying to just get it together and say, listen, we all got to come together. And, and, and you know, Nipsey's death can't be in vain. You no, know, and, and I'm very, hoping and we're that. Talk, we're going to yeah, talk about I'm hoping that, that that's just, what the sentiment is. You know, this right. can't be just a quick hashtag for a yeah. couple weeks and, you know, everybody back to their business. Well, that's, and what we're gonna, that's what we're going to talk about coming up after this, after the example of Nipsey Hussle's life. Will rappers be held to a higher standard from here on out? That's what we're talking about when we come back. Hey, yo, 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 what up, what up? It's the infamous Mob Deep, Prodigy right here, you know what I mean? And this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, you know what I mean? And real people, only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about the life and legacy of Nipsey Hussle. Joining me is Wink Loke. He's an artist, a former Crip leader, and also a community activist. Wink, great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also with us is Eddie Gonzalez. He's a New York-based writer out of Sacramento. He's the author of The Authentic Spirit of Nipsey Hussle, an article for Vibe. I highly recommend that you read it. And he's also editor-in-chief of IM. MGN Media. Eddie, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Torre. He's a host of The Tour Guide on Sirius XM's Hip Hop Nation. He's the CEO of Internal Affairs Entertainment. He's also a lyricist, actor, and entrepreneur. So when you talk about holding rappers and artists to a higher standard, we've seen, to their credit, many artists giving back to their community, buying computers for schools, doing, you know, building playgrounds, those kinds of things, even in some cases housing, helping with those types of things. Nipsey did it in a very personal way, mm -hmm. helping people, and this, you know, and also trying to stop the gang violence with a meeting that he was expected to have with the LA, LAPD. What did you think, Wink, when you saw the Bloods and Crips, you know, walking together in peace? Um, I'm all about unity, but I was opposed to that. Why? Um, because he didn't die from a rival gang member. So my vision from that being inside, he didn't die from a rival. 
So coming together for peace for what? What is the peace for? Yeah, he believed in building up his community, but I felt like it wasn't genuine. I think people had the opportunity to create this walk or this peace before he passed away. You know what I mean? To it, Things happen from somebody that was banned from the hood, from their neighborhood. So that has to be internal. You know what I mean? That has to be internal. So to do a walk and to see, you know, togetherness is cool, but it's not like it was for Nipsey. It wasn't genuine to me. That's just my perspective of it. But even though in the past, I mean, rival gang members have killed each other and killed innocent people. Correct. So that didn't mean you really don't, you didn't like that idea. I felt like not at that time, you know what I mean? Not at that time. I don't think it was, you know, at that time it was needed. You know what I mean? We just lost somebody big. And right. it wasn't to the hands of a rival, you know what I mean? So the walk is for peace for what? What was, it, what was, what was accomplished by this walk? I don't know. Some people said it was symbolic. Eddie, what's your take on it? I think it's an interesting take. You know, uh, there's a lot of that that goes on with social media. You know, people see this as an opportunity to kind of get their agenda out there. So I understand why he feels that way. I mean, I can't speak to their motives specifically. Um, but in terms of the symbolism of it, it, it I mean, it especially when he was killed right before less than 24 hours before he's supposed to sit down with the LAPD. Right. It, was it, it I mean, was a positive symbolism from that standpoint? It's definitely symbolic in the sense that, you know, his impact was this strong that, you know, everybody's coming together to celebrate his life and to to send him off, you know, in style, basically. So it's, just, it's symbolic in that sense. Um, you know, coming from that, coming from seeing that culture, being, being embedded in it. I don't know if it sticks. I mean, it probably won't, you know, but uh, it, it was a nice gesture. I, I get what he's saying, though, about how it can be seen as hollow. I, I, I get that. Tori, what do you think about that? <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting. You know, I'm not of that gang culture at all. So for me, anytime I see unity and togetherness, I think it's a good thing. But again, I don't know all of the intricate details mm -hmm. of the lifestyle and what it what it represents. You know, um. I've just been a fan of West Coast music since I was a kid and you know I remember when the Bloods and Crips did an album and they were talking about truces and so I thought it was all peace since then you know I don't know that there's still banging and things like that going on to that degree you know um, so I can't I can't say that you know Wink is, is right or wrong in his belief and his stance because that's what he believes and that's the culture that he's what from what he sees in yeah, Nipsey sure. was but unity I think the over, overall unity is always a good thing yeah I, I, I agree and, and what I would like to add though is I I completely get his point because you got to be careful about labeling this like a gang shooting. This is two people who knew each other, this two people who had a dispute, and it was. But that. supposedly he was still he was also crip affiliated. Yeah, but but, the but shooter, he didn't. But, he, shooter. but as far as we know, he didn't shoot him because he's a rival crip or whatever. Right. They they had a situation, and then and it elevated to that. Right. So could have just been anybody. So right. I get that. You know, he, he he didn't kill him because he was Nipsey Hussle, the crip. He killed him because whatever had happened between the two of them. So I understand. Which can like, happen between two human beings, right, regardless. Right. So when, I understand when, when, want to separate that from gang culture. Like, right. Like, that's kind of a dangerous. Is that label what you felt like? It kind of it kind of blamed this death on gang culture. Yeah. Is you what, see a lot of it from social media as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's like what. Okay, I, I understand that. No, that makes this, sense. And he was a crip, and I see people say, you know, different things, and then I also I'm, I remember when I first got the news, I. You know, I seen a bunch of like rivals like disrespecting him. You know what I mean? And I, and and it came from over here. You know what I mean? You got rivals that was from that he really had beef with on his turf. They wasn't. They was respecting him. Opposed to New York was more like like happy that he was he was killed. Like that wow. kind of hurt and bothered me. Like mm -hmm. how could you be happy? But then as soon as they had this walk, those same people that was happy that he was killed 
was like, okay, Posting. let's have a New York, let's have a, 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 a walk in New York. <laughs> like, how is that possible? You guys just were not even, he wasn't even dead two days before you guys started trying to bash him. Right. When he, these people, these are the same people that as soon as he comes to New York, they want to get a picture. They want to do a Right, feature. exactly. They and then the meantime, and then, right. And then you know, it, it, that bothers me, you know what I mean? Like, and he was always genuine no matter what. He would still, if he his heart was so pure, he would just smile it off and like, ah, it ain't, you know what I mean? You stay on point to what's going on, but he still was a great person. That's what it seemed like because in, in some of the post, some of the posts were really moving that people made of who I mean, Jim Jones talked about him, you know how he was looking out for him when he was out there on the West Coast. Uh, Styles P mm-hmm. was talking about, yeah, we're going to get the juice bars, you know, we're going to get the the juice bars going, and but just that that Nipsey was about it in a very in a very very real way. What about in terms of his game changer? Now that he's been laid to rest, the memorial has happened. In terms of his le- his legacy, Tore, do you think that now rappers are going to be expected to do more on the kind of level that he's talking about, like empowering people with real estate, getting people, you know, educated in fields that are traditionally not uh, looked at as careers for people coming from low income areas? What about that? I think it all has to be authentic. You know, um, granted, doing a good deed is a good deed regardless, but if it's not authentic, you know, how long does it last? How real is it? Um, and that was one of the things that you see so many people talking about with Nip was that it was authentic. It was when, you know, before he partnered with Atlantic Records, before he did this, before he did this, his mission and his message was really the same. And I think that that just comes with a level of maturity. You know, although 33 is young, it's older when you come in the game at 17, 18, 19. So you live and you learn and you grow. And, um, you know, I would love to see our artists do a lot more um, for the communities. But it's also our responsibility to shine light on the people that do. You know, everybody's not on Nipsey's level as Grammy nominated, but people are still doing great things in the community. And if it's coming from an authentic place, you know, I think that we shouldn't look at artists like, well, listen, it's on you now. You know, you got to carry the baton. If that's what's in your heart, then do it, you know. But if it's just going to be for the moment, you know, then we'd rather you not. Eddie, what about the, in terms of how radical it was for him to do what he was doing in the basically that Los Angeles lifestyle in that area. I mean, you know, even beyond him being a rapper, like you said, it's radical. For somebody to be from there and to go back and try to reform the entire neighborhood, to try to build up the entire neighborhood is, is, is unseen. I mean, there's other people doing it, but at that level and he's involved in the city, he's, he's trying to lay tracks for people to, you know, he's not just paying rent for the mom, you know, that's also helpful, but he's trying to lay tracks and plant seeds for the, the neighborhood to grow in the future. Like, you know, I can make things better now. Yeah, I, I could paint your house or whatever. But if I walk you to the water and then you fish on your own, that's even better. Then you'll do it for the next person. So just the entire philosophy philosophy is huge. And we'll, we'll see the effects of the work he's done for years to come and generations to come. It's, that's the greatest testament to what he did, honestly, even more than the music. We're going we're gonna to meet a kid in 20 years who went to the STEM Center and he's doing big things. And it's right. going to be like, oh, Nipsey Hussle made that happen. And, do, and if, do, go ahead. Oh, if I could just jump in because I think it's a very important point. Like, you know, Nipsey quoted, you actually almost quoted a, a lyric, but he also said, you know, Tupac of my generation. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we all seen the interview where Pac said, you know, I might not be the change, but I'm going to spark yep. the brain. You know right. that. Right. And Nipsey was a spark of that. And we'll see the spark from Nipsey yeah. to continue on. So, you know, we'll see the generation 
generation and like we talked about in this in uh, this, this this episode about legacy you know that Nipsey is a continuation of Pac's legacy which is a continuation of the Panthers and yeah. so you know we'll continue to see it grow on and there'll be a kid like you said there'll be somebody that is a direct you know um, direct descendant of what Nipsey did in this community Wink what do you say about that because you're out there you're out there on the streets I, trying I, to help I, people you're one of the with the cure violence movement here in New York City yeah which is so important and done so much, you know, so much good work. What, what about in terms of his, how people will see his impact? His impact is very big. You can see that across the world right now. I don't think people even, people that even didn't know him or haven't listened to his music resonate with him so, so much. Everything he said, if you go back and listen to just some of the interviews where he was just dropping free game, just free, it's free game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Free game. Mm-hmm. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Yeah, Yo, you already know what it is, man. This is B.I.G. Shine. And this is the Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people, only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about the life and legacy of Nipsey Hussle. Joining me for this conversation, Wink Loke. He's an artist, a former Crip leader, and a community activist. Wink, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Eddie Gonzalez. He's a New York-based writer out of Sacramento. He's the author of the article, The Authentic Spirit of Nipsey Hussle for Vibe Magazine. Highly recommend you read it. And he's also editor-in-chief of IMG and media. Eddie, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Ture. He's host of The Tour Guide on Sirius XM's Hip Hop Nation. He's a CEO of Internal Affairs Entertainment. He's also a lyricist, actor, and entrepreneur. Ture, great to have you with My us. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, in terms of his background, too, he had a, an unusual background. His mother, African-American, Father was from Eritrea in East Africa, bringing a whole different culture, you know, cultural perspective to him. Eddie, when you look at his work in the community, did that? Did you see any evidence of that? Yeah, I mean, he cited it very much, like their sense of community there. He 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 cites a trip there when he, I think he was 18, often uh, as being like an enlightening moment in his life. And he had so much impact there. I, I just seen an article in L.A. Times where they were saying like his name basically became slang out there for like like brotherhood or like a brother like they were saying nipsey nipsey and uh so it clearly left a mark on him and it, he clearly brought some of those principles over back out here and, and tried to implement them in his community in la that's that's amazing Teray, when you look at the when you look at him and you look at the just how he was affiliated with people dealt with people took a very personal interest that was unusual too for an artist yeah, for Cause sure. Because I'm sure you get approached too. You know, people are, hey, put me on, put me on your show, let me right. do this, let's do a record. You know, so it's kind of. Nipsey was always welcoming. That was one thing about him. Even the very first time we met, you know, um, I believe it was at like one of the the South by Southwest or one of those type of shows. And, um, you know, he wasn't familiar with me or my music. But when I approached him, you know, he was very brotherly, open. We, we chopped it up, you know, and we established a relationship and a rapport with each other from then. And every time we saw each other after that, it was always love. And just, you know, it's, it's just a testament to the type of person he was. And even talking about, you know, his roots, um, I believe I read that. His name is is uh, broken down into sent from God. You know, like Nips was really 
a godsend, you know, here to do bigger things. And, you know, I think his, his lasting impact is, is something that he probably couldn't even imagine that it would be, you know, to be laid to rest at the, you know, and have his, his uh, procession at the, um, at the, Stable the, the Sable Center. You know, we haven't seen that since Michael Jackson. Right. You know, and for somebody who hasn't sold as many records right. or who isn't a household name like Michael Jackson, it's those layers of Nipsey Hussle that made him the bigger, you know, uh, as big as Michael Jackson in the sense that he touched so many people throughout throughout all of the work that he did and it was just it was more than just the music you know we've lost some amazing artists before and they left us with a lot of music right Nipsey left us with the blueprint and, and groundwork to do so much more and to carry something on you know so you you roll in a biggie a paca a pun and then you roll in a malcolm x you know you roll in black panthers and then you roll in you know his entrepreneurial spirit you know Nipsey was so so much to so many people yeah. you know and and i think that's what you see in yeah. and, and that's the, that's the impact one of the current like industry trends you know you know is when when artists try to build up their fan base or build up attention for their albums it they try to make it look like it's an organic build or like it's 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 a groundswell it's it's from it's intimate like they're, they're touching their fans like you know people I mean? really know them and yeah. really feel for and, them and nipsey did that with, without <laughs> label interference or without help he actually did it. He actually did it organically. You know, he was out there. I went to a show years ago, maybe five, six years ago, and I watched him. He's shaking everybody's hand on the way out the building. Like, you know, most of the time you go to shows, they get off stage, they're done, they're out of here. See them right. The and door. He's touching everybody, and he's talking to them, and, he, and he's he's speaking to them, and not just about music. He's just speaking to them, and he he sat there thirty minutes talking to people. And you don't see that often. And he built such a connection. He resonated so much with people. Like, I understand why he has an impact, even though it's crazy to see. And and to see it uh, expand beyond music, and you you meet people now, it's like, man, I wish I had paid attention to him when he was alive. After seeing mm -hmm. all this stuff he did, I wish I've had so many people say that to me on online or in person. It's crazy, and and for the people he actually built that connection with, I understand the pain. Like I understand why it hurts so much. Of all people, him, because he suddenly made and in that way, like, because it was a genuine thing. Yeah, Everything is it? Wink, what about that? T tell us about genuine. like when you were with him. Give us some. Give us some idea. I remember, like, in, it was 2017, like, right before I was going to drop my, my album. I I had stopped doing music for, like, maybe, like, three or four years. My mom had passed. and um, oh, I'm so sorry. We had was just talking, and I was, like, afraid to drop the album. And I, we were just talking through a text at first before he called me. I was like, man, I don't even want to do this. I'm going to just, just let it go. And he was like, what? He, and he told me. He's like, yo, I felt that same way, too. You know what I mean? At one point, he said, but, you know, stick with Steve-O. It's going to all work itself out. Trust me. Just trust me. It's going to work itself out. And I used to just, after that conversation, I was like, maybe I'm bugging out or maybe I'm just trying to do too much. But I know he was genuine about it because he always doubled back. Like you, know. you felt like he was telling you in a, in a very real way, not just like, oh, come on, stick with it, stick with yeah, it. Yeah, it was more genuine because after that, he doubled back like, hey, that was a dope album. Though. Like, come on, like you got to keep pushing. Let's go. Let's, let's find another way. It was always with him. It was always genuine. You know what I mean? Like, don't stop. Whatever you're doing, continue to do what you're doing. And how will how will what you you knew of him and what you see now too, as you do you as you do you work with the with the young people trying to stop the gang violence here and and turn lives around here and keep people from getting killed. It's it's impactful, it's impactful because you don't you don't realize the power that you have. I don't even think he realized the power that he had at that time. You know, I just seen um a post that his mom had made, Man. and that was like. Like I've I've never seen nothing more clear than anything about 
like who he was and the light was still on him and he was glowing you know what i mean who who says that like after death like after was, their son is murdered you know that he was right. glowing that was you know i think that yeah you know man that that i think that opened so many eyes it definitely yeah. opened mine to you know i mean the fruit don't fall far from the tree right. you know if nipsey is is birth of that you understand who he was and why he was because if his mother could have that energy and still, you know, be positive in the light of in, in this the light tragi- of this tragedy. tragedy. You know, where, have that kind of spirituality. Yeah, man, I couldn't even get to two posts without breaking down. <laughs> right. You know, like yeah. seriously, like his parents yo, I right. haven't cried like that if it wasn't a family member or somebody that I was with every day. You know, it just it just hit different. You know, that's yeah. the latest. It, the, 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 the Nipsey murder hit different, yeah, but yeah. you know, his mother had a, has a spirit and an energy about her that that makes you feel like it's gonna be okay. A comfort, yeah. It was. A, it's more like Very a company. Yeah. Yeah. His, his father had similar sentiment too. Where he said basically, you know, it was his time. He did all his work here, and now he has work to do elsewhere. And it was like to see the parents say that. It's like I couldn't imagine losing a child. Like you said, I'm hurt. You <laughs> know what I mean? I, right. didn't, I, I, I met this man once. I, I'm hurt just off the impact he had with me. And these are his parents, and to have them just be so, like you said, comforting, like comforting and, and just, to yeah. the world. Like I it's had just lost my homeboy, a friend of mine, a year before that. And I, he reached out to me because my homeboy Bill is from Los Angeles and he died. And he reached out to me, Nip, like, it's going to, you know what I mean? Just keep pushing forward. It's going to be all right. And then to lose Nip, like, right after that, I wasn't, like, you know how you say you prepared for certain things? I wasn't prepared to hear nothing He didn't like expect that, that yeah, at all. At all. Like, I wasn't prepared for something like that. And then to hear it. And then as you keep questioning it within yourself, like, what happened or what's wrong? And you come up with different theories or whatever. And then you hear his mom and, how she's so confident it's like it's like you're mourning but you're smiling you know mm-hmm. what I mean you're yeah. smiling just so different from what we've seen in other cases right it's a different level of understanding the purpose of life you know right. and that's something about Nipsey I think he walked and understood his purpose and you know obviously the teachings from his life experiences and his parents you know it's about purpose and like his dad said you know his work here is done and now he has to continue on, you know, in his journey. And, and we got to continue on and do, mm-hmm. you know, the mark that he left and, and, and the, the, the blueprint. Like I said, the blueprint that he laid out, you know, it's up to everybody else to carry on now. But Nipsey's job and his time here is done. And, and, and from what they say, too, you know, you, ne- you never know. Maybe that's this is g- giving it a much everything he stood for a much bigger exposure and bigger impact on people than, than what yeah, we would have, sure. you know, w- what he would have had otherwise. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's unfortunate that, you know, death brings people together or gets people motivated or gives people a certain understanding. You know, I saw um, a post online and it said, I wish life brought us together like death does. Mm-hmm. And that okay. man. That wow. One, that's, yeah, that's so powerful. That's that real. is that's so powerful, man. And, um, you know, it's, it's just the marathon continues, man. The marathon continues. The marathon that, continues. Yeah, that whole that whole credo that that whole philosophy you know that'll live on that'll live on even beyond the music and, and like you said it is unfortunate that uh his album charted higher now you know but sometimes that's just what we need you know and like he said the marathon continues so there's more work to do and he has so much potential and i think that's what hurts it too you know yeah. he was on the cusp of mainstream right. success and right. Grammy nominated is huge, but like he could have been bigger. And the best rap out in the yeah. album category, yeah, right? Absolutely. And and the people he was bumping shoulders with, and you know, for Jay Z to take him under his wing and you know see big things in him and stuff like that, like 
you could see you you could see the path he was on. Right, so that's sure. what hurts too. For sure, you know, he, he was, was going to be huge. He was ascending, man. He was ascending for right. as much as he had accomplished. And me be, being a, a Grammy voting member and a governor of the New York chapter, you know, it was it was very important that as a as a as a member of the community of hip hop, that Nipsey's album was recognized. Mm-hmm. Like that was an agenda for me personally as a fan, wow. but also as somebody who is here to represent hip hop and make sure it's not about the biggest name. Or you know who's the most popular person who put out an album last year? It's about the authenticity. Who made the best rap album? And and Victory Lot was definitely in there. Pusha T had said something when he got his nomination. It was essentially like the nomination for us for this type of album is a win in itself. Mm -hmm. And I think you know a lot of people felt like that with Nipsey as well. Like absolutely, we weren't expecting that album to get recognized like it did. Like we knew it was amazing. We weren't expecting to see it on that stage. Right to get it to have him walk that red carpet and to, to get that recognition. But he did, and then that in itself. From where he's from, you know what I mean? He called the album Victory Lap, and you could hear it on the album. Like, the whole point of it being Victory Lap is like, wow, I finally made it. But also, he's still saying, like, there's still more to do. Mm-hmm. So it was a Victory Lap, but it was just one of many. Like, there was going to be more in the future. More and more, more wins. And, more and, wins. And, you know, Check flag. so I'm, I'm happy that happened, like, because he deserved it. And But it also is like a sad reminder of just, you know, there was more to happen. Wink, sure. just, you're just sad by the whole thing, right? Course, All right, I'm not gonna put you on yeah. this. All right, we're out of time, unfortunately, but I'm gonna ask each of you how you're gonna remember in a minute or less how you're gonna remember Nipsey or what impact he's gonna have on your life. Um, you know, for me, Nipsey was somebody that I knew personally. I wouldn't say we were close friends, but you know, we we stood on a lot of the same beliefs, and you know, I think my job is to continue continue on, you know, continue doing the things that I'm doing in my community, continue putting the message out through my music, through my shows and various platforms, and also keeping Nipsey's name alive. You know, he had a great amount of body of work and it's, it's, it's important for us to continue to support that music and play that music. You know, he also was um, a big proponent of, of being an independent artist and owning your work and catalog and masters and things like that. So, you know, I want to be able to continue to teach that to aspiring artists and the, the generation and, to come. And keep that alive. Eddie, how will you what impact do you think he's going to have on your life um for me he's just an example of what you what you can do what you can be you know uh his message of just it, you, you don't have to be lebron you don't have to be nipsey hustle you could be uh elon musk you can be mark zuckerberg that's big and that's something that our our kids need to hear you know children of color they need to hear that and the fact that 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 was his priority even over what he was doing how he was making money that's huge and hopefully that type of philosophy will will uh uh, take hold in the next generation. And Wink, uh, final word. How will it? How will it impact you? He's just a reflection of what I aspire to be. That's so, as simple as I could get, man. He just continue to be pure. Everything he stood for is what I believe in. All right. Well, on that note, I want to thank you all for being with us um, for this episode of Street Soldiers: The Life. And legacy of Nipsey Hussle, Wink Loke, great to have you with us. Thank, Thank you so you. much for sharing your, your stories and your experience. Eddie Gonzalez, great to have you on the show. Appreciate Thank it. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. And Torrey, thanks so much for always being with us and, uh, sure. and supporting us with us. And thank you for watching this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace.